You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Do it live! Fucking thing sucks! I have nothing to do with Russia, folks, okay? The mother of all bombs. You people are cancer! He's a crisis actor. Oh, look at my African-American over here. Another deadly day on the Gaza border. My God, the bitch was wide! John Podesta, Rick DePone. Charcoal drills are not allowed here. What's next? Requiring a license to make toast in your own damn toaster? Hell no. You gotta see this guy. Oh, I don't know what I said. Oh, I don't remember. You would be much happier at home with a husband. Spend 400 years? That sounds like a choice. Fucking devil, your children, America! I want to build a wall. Look at all those motherfucking Are you African American? I don't know what you're implying. And what is a left on? Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. I'm in the way! This is the worst possible timeline with Eric Wilson and Patrick Kindling. Trust the plan. Trust the plan. Trust the pandemic. Welcome to Worst Possible Timeline. I'm Patrick. I'm Eric. What? Oh my God! All right, so this is it, man. We're here. We've arrived. Yeah, well, our hard-fought battle has come to an end. Victory is is uh, the new state of things. We're celebrating. Uh, you know, we we protested in the street. We fought for racial equality. Uh, and now we have uh, a police officer uh, in the White House, and that that. Uh, that should make us all feel great. Um, also, a guy who who signed a crime bill that uh, most people consider disastrous for Black America. Let's let's celebrate. So celebrate good times. Here's the thing: I'm not going to take that track today. No, uh, I I think it's too obvious. You know, yeah. And it's also shit that we've been saying since Jump. It's look, I'm everybody at home. I'm open to the criticism that people like Eric and I can shoot from the sidelines, you know? Yes. We, we, uh, we're not involved in the game per se. Uh, we're not out there and we just get to criticize anything that any of you do. Uh, I understand how that could be annoying. That said, you really embarrass the living shit out of yourselves all day. And Eric, I have a question for you. You've got more insight because you know a lot of pussies. Okay. Are the libs okay? Mm. Uh, Did you see these tweets, Eric? 
no one's okay. No one is okay. Did, did you see the tweets? Trump is gone and no one's life got any better. Not even a little. Not even <laughs> a slight bit. They thought it was going to be like, oh, we don't, it's okay now. It's not. <laughs> Mindy Kaling <laughs> broke me in half. Tell me I what started dying. I was like, I, but in a good way. I wasn't mad. I was like, thank you, Mindy Kaling. You you were never funny, but now you're like a little funny. And for people that don't know, Mindy Kaling is, what is she? She's Indian. Is that right? I think so. Okay. Either Indian or Pakistani uh, or Sri Lankan conceivably, I guess. Um, but she, uh, you know, she, she's been big on... Uh, by the way, I just listened to 10 political podcasts in a row where nobody said Kamala. Not a single living human being s- said her name the way that you're supposed to say it. So I guess that day is over. So uh, she's been big on Kamala Harris's uh, uh, kind of how this is a victory for, for uh, people of American Indians, right? Indian Americans, rather. And uh, okay, you know, sure. It's 20. 20- it's 2020, 2021. Why, why not make, why not treat it like we're in the sixties and all Catholics have to celebrate when JFK is, is inaugurated. Let, let, let's go back in time. Sure. But that's a fine standard lib position, but for her to take a photo of her child, Hollywood lib position, really, but for her to take a photo, fo- a photo of her child watching the inauguration with the caption, she said, is that mommy? It looks like mommy. No, 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 no. No, that did not happen. Are you doubting she posted this or are you doubting it happened? I'm, <laughs> I'm doubting that she posted this. I'm looking at the post. It's on Instagram. Go right now. Oh, it's on Instagram. Okay, I'm looking at Twitter. Oh, my God. Oh, why do you do this to me, Pat? Why do you why do you feed into my depression? Oh, I'm taking you down the lib wormhole today, man. Uh, why do you do this to me? Hey, for anybody that doesn't know, Eric and I are always talking about liberal values and how we're basically classical liberals. There's a world of difference between that and boomer dems, yeah. which is basically what Everybody revealed themselves to be this week. It was so crazy. I mean, not everybody, but like it, it's like it really like, yo, it, it's just it, it reinforces my misanthropy, right? Like I, like, I know, yo, I, I've said this before. I'm going to say it with more force from my chest today. <laughs> yo, Eric, who was weirdly Mr. Blue Pill as fuck the other day, has been... <laughs> texting me the most red pilled shit i was actually gonna make like stage a wellness check to make sure you weren't starting a militia when was when was i mr blue pill a couple weeks ago you had spent too much time with your friends that are like dem so sort of weirdos and you were like i don't know are we saying too many right-wing things and now now you're in my dms being like uh can i still vote for pat buchanan is that possible (laughs) Uh, I've, I've, um, so I witnessed another sort of cringe, uh, a cringe of a different stripe. Is that um, mommy? People, as the inauguration's happening, right? And, and we all knew that was going to be a, a boomer dem cringe fest, right? Um, there was, there was no escaping that, that 
what that was going to be. Um, all of a sudden, like the come town left, like the, uh, you know, the, what would you call it? The, the dirt bag left, if we're still calling that, like everyone decided yeah, that they, that they, that they suddenly, uh, wanted to moralize about Tara Reed. That was interesting. Yeah. Okay. Don't, don't throw come town in that because those, the one dude on that program literally doesn't know anything about politics at all. It's actually like really comforting to listen to. All right. The, the Chapo, the Chapo left, the Chapo left. Yeah. The yeah, Chapo left, you. which uh, in fairness, I've never listened to, but I saw a photo of the one guy. So we're just going to call it with that. All of a sudden that they, they, they wanted to turn, they turn into moralizers very quickly about something no one has talked about in six months and simultaneously rolled their eyes at anyone that, that, you know, brought up uh, kids in cages at the border for the last, three years. Yo, so let's say that I'm Tara Reed and I actually was physically or let's say I was sexually harassed or assaulted, whatever, whatever the specifics of the allegation are, uh, by, uh, Senator at the time, Joe Biden. <clears throat> and now I'm seeing that he is the, uh, arguably most powerful man in the world. Uh, and, uh, I have to deal with the fact and resolve in my mind that the people who are supposed to be my allies were silent as fuck (laughs) for months. Yes. That's, that's my, that's exactly my point. And now that he is the most powerful man in the world, it's okay to bring up a thing that can no longer harm him in any meaningful way. Yes. Yeah. I saw a little bit of that, but at the same time, I I've gone on record. I looked at all the evidence that she provided and there's no reason to believe that she is telling the truth any more than he is. There's it's just look, everybody in our listenership, I fully recognize that there there's two schools of thought that you imprint on things when you are in a traumatic experience. And then there's this other school of thought that you essentially disassociate and can't remember any details. If in her case, she's gotten a lot wrong about her account. So I don't know where the psychology is on this, you know, I don't, uh, but, uh, suffice to say, I am not the biggest believer of her claim. All that said, if you're going to bring it up as though you believe it weird that you would do that now. Weird. Weird and and dishonest, in my opinion. Yeah, these are the people. It's just it's just weird, yo. It's you know it's just all. It's just you're all. Everybody is. Everyone's dopamine drip is controlled by the Twitter algorithm. They just wanted to say the thing. You know what I mean? They wanted to just say the contrary thing that would get them. Every, everyone could like th- then pay attention to them and would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, remember this? You know what I mean? Like, it's just so, it makes me feel like an island. It makes me feel like everyone is dishonest. It makes me feel like everyone just hates each other and puts their just, their worst, uh, their worst self out there into cyberspace. And it like, it, I, I just, it's it sucks. It makes me vomit. It makes me like physically nauseous. Yeah, you. This is what I'm talking about. You. So you're not red pilled. Pardon me. You just got completely black pilled by this <laughs> entire thing. It's just like 
I, I don't know what to, I don't know how to help people anymore. I don't, that's not even the right, I don't know how to phrase it. I don't know how to phrase what I'm thinking. It's just like, everyone's their own worst enemy. We've been doing the same thing for a long time now. And everybody is like more mentally ill and miserable than they've ever been. And they made Trump the kernel and the focus of like all that is wrong. And so you removed the tumor and then you went back to smoking three packs a day. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And yes. it's just, it's so stupid and it's so like, it's, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Like ever, like it, it, it's, it, it's productive of nothing. Um, and I just, it's really dark, man. Like the, like the future, like if, if COVID, if this is like the way, like big tech companies have all the, um, have all the reason in the world to want us to continue living this way. And if they, you know, in turn with, with, with politicians or whatever, if they can set the agenda for the way in which we now live our lives or creating a culture that, um, empowers the way that they want us to live, which is more through cyberspace, then like the future is going to fucking suck. It's going to full stop suck. No doubt. <laughs> it's like, so I don't know, like they're making it, COVID has made things in such a way that you cannot, you cannot live your life unless you're a fucking like construction worker. You cannot live your life outside of the, um, the computer screen or the phone screen. And they want to make that more permanent. Um, so I don't know. I might just get a job as a fucking construction worker. It's very tempting. I'm I'm seriously tempted because I can't I cannot you know, I deleted Facebook probably 2 years ago. Twitter's probably next. I uh, see I want to go back to Facebook. Really? Yeah, because uh I did a Zoom call with friends from high school and uh afterwards there was some talk about uh, who, not, none of those dudes, but who from our class might be like storming the Capitol, you know, who, who might be, uh, manifestly unwell at this exact moment. Yeah. And, and, uh, it was nobody to our knowledge, but there is a lively Facebook because everybody, I am at that gen, I, I'm not gen X, but I'm so close to the fringe of it that people my age still use Facebook, which is, I don't know what's more embarrassing me on a youth platform or them on this fucking grandpa platform that I could not imagine finding interesting if I tried, but they're all on it. And they, some of them are revealing themselves to be true weirdos and it's awesome. And they just fight all day. So like the, the absolute blue pill chugger, uh, in my grade who apparently has a job, but everybody says that he seems to fight on Facebook for at least five hours of his workday. Oh my God. So that dude and a, a wingnut from my grade who is posting things like, uh, like the Soviet, the national anthem of the Soviet union, uh, and saying, well, it's official. We're a communist state now. 
thanks Biden. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Like these two people fight all day. And because they're both ridiculous middle of the road nerds to me, I, I could totally enjoy that in the same way that I loved these fucking lib tweets. These lib tweets were so good. Like it just made me so happy. Like, they got a shout out to the, uh, how does he describe himself? Uh, he's a, uh, pan African communist, uh, who is very annoying on online, f- probably fights for people with people eight hours a day online, but he did a good job of collecting, uh, all of these because he's super far left, super far left. So he has no patience for libs and, him collecting these made my, it made the whole thing worthwhile. Tweets like this. How do I express without being racially divisive? The, the fact that I want all black guardsmen to guard Biden. I f- just feel like, Oh my trust God. Them. That's a th- people are saying this. I know. Yeah. That's a good one. That was, that was a good one. <laughs> you know what, man? Look, I, I didn't, the lib shit that no. every, that went, went, went about yesterday um, or during the inauguration. Um, I feel really happy for anyone who thinks they're getting what they want from government and the world and feels optimistic. Like, I feel genuinely happy for that person that they feel that like, that's cool, you know? Um, so I'm not as mad as the cringe boomer takes. I think they're embarrassing and I think they're myopic. I think they're like nearsighted, but like people see that the, the the, the the Trump tumor was removed and people are happy. I'm happy for them. Um, that's kind of the perspective I took with it. Okay, I'm going to ask you to stop being so pussy and just enjoy these. All right. How because, am I being pussy? Because it's because you're like, oh, I feel good for the people. You know, take a day, celebrate. It's cool. We've you know, stop, stop. These people are pro- these people are profoundly embarrassing. <laughs> yes, they are. They're really embarrassing. Listen, this is a real tweet. Photo of a pregnant mother. Selfie of a pregnant mother. I just whispered to my unborn daughter, you can come out now. For her, Trump will be ancient history, and she will never have to live in a world where it's impossible for a girl to grow up and be vice president of the United States. Oh, shut up. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. The the selfie that she took. Her floor is... Sorry, her floor is carpeted and she's the bed is on the floor and the fucking lamp is on the floor. And it's just like <laughs> she has a child. <laughs> she's living worse than I am. Don't worry about your daughter being vice president. Yeah, <laughs> worry no, no. About get, worry about getting a bed frame. <laughs> Call child protective services. <laughs> uh, I love the <laughs> I fucking love these lip tweets. I live for them. Whatever, man. These these people are they're like they're thick, man. They, they can't. No one. We we talked about it. No one thinks anything forward. No one ever actually thinks about the logical end conclusion of things. They're just their side one. Yes, exactly, exactly. This could have just as well been sports. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This was the Super Bowl, right? Um, no, it's uh. <sighs> 
they're going to fumble the ball, man. The Democrat, they're already arguably, it's, I know it's been one day, but they're already yeah. arguably fumbling in the act of fumbling the ball. Biden made an announcement today that was literally like he was talking about his COVID like plans or whatever. And he was like, anyone traveling <laughs> has to wear a mask and then quarantine. What? <laughs> Is that what we've been doing? No, no, no. If you got to listen to the insane whiners who are disconnected from reality when they say we've never had a lockdown. That's why we're in this situation, which, by the way, everybody, provably true, 100% true, also impossible. So, so you got to let it go. Sometimes you got to let shit go. You know what I mean? Like, that's like saying, well, I've never been six foot eight. So, you know, it, it's like, yeah, no, you, you never were. You're never going to be. It's weird. Stop, stop living in a reality that's never going to happen. It's just let it go. People never going to let that one go. It'll be with them for till the end of time. It, it's going to be, it's, it's, you know what it is? We've never had a true lockdown quote unquote is, uh, is the same as Flint still doesn't have clean water. Uh, but her emails, it's another, it's just another sloganeer that they can say. Um, what about the way that, what about the way that white libs condescend any young black woman? <clears throat> Actually, let me rephrase that. The way that, that libs condescend any presentable young black woman because they seem to be very uncomfortable with young black women who might be of a, uh, let's say a less than working class scenario. Let's say that, let's say that from the American underclass, the libs seem very uncomfortable with that black woman. Don't want to address that black woman in any sort of way, but if you're wearing a nice outfit, a stylish outfit and have good skin and are the poet laureate, they make up weird fanfic about you. It's so, it, it's so condescending, man. <laughs> like if I were like, if I were like one of these figures where let's say that I don't know this poet's name, let's say that she is a great poet and let's say that uh, she puts a lot of work into her craft. And then you got to go online. Firstly, I don't know what you're doing at this Biden thing, but whatever. Maybe it's a big look. It's not made to take the opportunities where they come, girl. But let's say that you go online and you see a bunch of fucking wine moms from the middle of the country being like, she is everything. Oh my God. She's, have you ever seen an outfit like this? It's like, yo, I'm not a child. You fucking weirdos. <laughs> You know I mean, I'm not, I'm not like a little kid. Like you don't got to like condescend to me all the time. No, but that's what this is. That's what these people do. You know what I mean? Like that, that's like, this is like the Northern liberal version of racism that, that black people have to put up with. You know what I mean? It's like this, this, like this, this, this concept or notion or the, 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 this perspective uh, from these people that like, I'm still beneath you. You might not be burning a cross on my lawn but like you still see me as lesser so go fuck yourself yeah yeah what it's, about, it's really fucking condescending it's weird i think it's it's sort of sort of generational right i don't know i, 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 I yeah i don't yeah, but i don't even know i honestly just think it's no i think that half the quote-unquote leftists that we know are going to slide comfortably into <clears throat> a lower middle class libdom and are going to talk about the next generation of young black women in the same exact way. And uh, if I could read this one to you, what if, what if there are a generation of Candace Owens? I, I mean, we might be due for that. Uh, 
this is from an Indian dude, so it doesn't it doesn't have quite the same stink as a white guy saying it, but this is the tweet. The daughter of a South Indian immigrant who eats idlas and dosas just got sworn in as the vice president of the United States. <laughs> Yo, my guy, do you know how many doses I've eaten in my life? You know what I mean? It might be more than this woman, to be frank. So, like, what what are we talking about? Eats it's, doses. That's such a weird thing, because it's like she also probably eats pizza. and <laughs> <laughs> Almost certainly. What the fuck? That's such a weird thing. That's hold so on, weird thing. Like, wait why say, not wait say, say, like, you know, uh, mention, like, a traditional Indian garb or something? Like, I get what he's trying to do. You know what I mean? But, like, something as universal as, <laughs> like, eating Indian food. I'm going to read this one to you, and I want you to tell me if if it didn't happen and it's cringe for that reason or if it did happen and it's cringe for that reason, okay? Yeah. This is Amanda Palmer, ostensibly uh, uh, a musician. Uh, she she related to the, the Palmer Report. Yeah, I hope so. Oh, that guy is on cloud fucking nine, I bet. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, not really. None of his fucking shit got confirmed. <laughs> uh, all right. Just walked into a coffee shop here in Aotearoa, New Zealand, and everybody behind the counter, not really knowing me, but knowing I'm, I was an American, erupted in spontaneous applause, crying face emoji. No. Do you think that happened or do you think no, that? No, there's no way that could have happened. <laughs> Why do people lie? Yo, when you when you say could all the people on Rub Maps be lying? Yeah. <laughs> because we see it just like this. There's there's I couldn't yo, that could not have happened. I can't but wait. So wait. Let me understand that correctly. She walked into a coffee shop and people applauded her for being American. People applauded this moment because they know she is American. No, <laughs> I don't know the New Zealand. Pe- I don't know New Zealand people that well, but I can't imagine that happened. What a weird fantasy! What about this one? This one is kind of this is more dark than funny, but I guess it's funny. Uh, the Democratic Coalition uh, <clears throat> tweeted, "Say her name, Vice President Kam- Kamala oh, Harris." No. That's not how say her name is used, my No, it's not. Oh, my God. (laughs) All right. You know what? I wanted to let people have a good time, but you're making it hard for me. Uh, You know, no, you're uh, nobody's going to be having a good time by the end of this. Uh, (laughs) I mean, you can't look. These these people are enjoying this too much to be normal. This isn't normal. It wasn't normal to fixate on Trump the way that they did. And it's not normal to celebrate this. (laughs) This is just so bad. That's the thing. It's like, you know, cause I have embarrassing lib parents and my mom was, was excited about this moment. And, and, you know, my dad didn't really give a, as, as Biden was getting ready to speak, my, he was like, I gotta go to the post office. Um, (laughs) but, but like, that's what I was saying. I was like, look, I, I understand you're happy Trump is gone. That's, 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 yeah, that's good. That's a good thing. I, I'm happy he's gone too. He was annoying. But this doesn't, I don't feel particularly optimistic or celebratory over old ass Joe Biden. He's just not exciting. Uh, no, he's not exciting at all. <laughs> um, but I mean, is that mommy? It looks like mommy. <laughs> no. 
Oh my god. Yo, what do we You want to go through my notes? I mean, this is doing the the cringe is kind of fun. Do you have any more? Uh no, just that the so we got I did a little uh I'll answer any questions sort of thing on Instagram the other day. Yeah. And uh people wanted to know why we're such pussies about trans issues. Uh which I think most people can guess. <laughs> I don't think it's hard to figure out why why everybody is a pussy about trans issues. Mm. It's because uh the fringe activist uh that pretends to be allies to actual trans people you could argue are deranged and will make every effort to ruin your life. So if you say something that they can manipulate into uh, being against trans people, which, Hey, everybody, I don't want to be too weird about this. And, and this is a thing that somebody could take out of context and manipulate, but I'll just go ahead. Eric has lived in New York city his entire life. I've lived there on and off for a total of about 10 years. I grew up in the Northeast I went to a uh, very left-leaning, left-leaning liberal arts college. I don't know anybody that cares about trans people in a negative way. I don't know a single person that has a, a, a negative view of trans people or wants to deny them anything. It's not as common, I don't think, as maybe the internet would have us believe. Eric, is that does that comport with your experience? Do you know anybody that feels strong? Like I get, I guess that your friends, who are, maybe your friends' brothers, older brothers, use the word tranny, but that's probably not even that's probably not even in your lexicon as a young person. Is that right? Um, I wouldn't use that word. No, but no, but I mean, even when you were a kid, like <clears throat> ten years ago, would you use that word? Um, no. Okay, it's conceivable, but no. Right. It would have been, it would have had less, like, I understand the, 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 that word is deeply offensive now. Back then, back 10 years ago, no one really, it's weird. It's really weird just as like a slight offshoot. And I'll let you get back to what you're saying. It's weird how like 10 years ago, people like freely just threw around slurs on Twitter and suffered zero anything. Yes. So someone might have used that word more freely 10 years ago. Um, just just an observation. Um, yeah, well, that's that's fair for sure. That is the literal fact that nobody wants to acknowledge. Uh, and also you said a thing that uh, is also true, that uh, the few transgender people that I know, because I worked in the West Village uh, at a place that had a number of transgender clients, uh, the older clientele, I don't think beefs with that language as much as young people do. And I think that that's an important thing to remember. It's totally fine if you want to devote your life to finding words offensive. It's a waste of your life, but it's your life. You can do whatever you want. However, uh, I don't know if it's fair to tell people who had this, like a lived experience that is almost certainly more brutal than yours and tell them that they have to be offended by something. I don't think that that's quite right. But again, not my population. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do, people. But the point is that we avoid it probably be for the same exact reason that every sane person avoids it. 
And for anybody that thinks that's good, nah, that's not good. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. not good. That's that's why you got this weird simmering resentment with uh, about half the population of the United States is because they want to talk about things freely. That doesn't mean uh, spout slurs. They want to talk like normal adults and ask questions and banter with each other. And you've made them afraid to do that. And therefore, they are very, very, very reactionary at the moment. And they're pulling into going past reactionary and into radical very rapidly. So uh, we avoid it, quote unquote, probably because we don't have a ton to say on it, but also because legitimately all sane people avoid this topic at the moment. Now, that said, one of my notes for today is turf again. Turf talk again. The first day of the Biden, first day of the Biden administration, and I'm hearing the word turf. Are you fucking? Is this 2014? Are we fucking for real here? I I thought we, yeah, turf. I've gone off on this a million times. You could the number of people who self-identify as turfs you could fit into our probably your closet because it's a very big closet, but it it literally. My bedroom, you could fit the, the people that identify as a turf on the entire planet, you could put into my bedroom. So if you're saying, oh no, it's not that they identify that way. It's just that they hold those views. What views? You're not very clear about what views because this is me going on some trans shit today. So if you want to cut the clip this and uh, use against me, feel free. Uh, Biden signed something today, right? Some executive action or whatever the fuck he signed. Uh, that I'm going to have to read the language on, but is, uh, I guess, I guess from what I'm seeing stands a chance of kind of erasing biological women's, uh, dominance in, uh, female sports. Right. And I don't know the details that could be overblown, but the point is if you have a valid, concern about what that might mean it doesn't speak to any larger agenda on your part which that's the part eric that i think you are depressed about broadly is you can't have a conversation with somebody about a specific issue without them assuming an agenda of some type and because that is the way that people communicate online and that's the kind of that's the most communication that we see is online communication. You feel constantly discouraged that there is no such thing as a rational conversation between adults. And well, it's like because I think everybody assumes bad faith at all times. Yes. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, everybody, yeah. if I ask you a question about an experience that I don't have, whether that's being a sixty-year-old black guy with diabetes or being a nineteen-year-old non-binary person. You can assume with absolute confidence that I'm not trying to undermine your human rights by asking a question. Yeah, obviously. But I, I think when it comes to the like trans issues as a whole, I think a lot of times we don't – I mean we usually go off like what's popping in the news or like what's on Twitter. So maybe sometimes it doesn't reach our purview. But also it's like we're too straight cishet dudes like what do you even want us do you like what thing do you want our perspective on number one and number two i thought like maybe it's because it's been a while since we talked about it but the only like nuanced like thing that i think we ever really 
mentioned about the issue of of like trans issues and stuff is like it's interesting how it's never been uh framed as like a rights issue and i know understand that it, i guess it sort of takes the focus away from what you're focusing transness in essence on but like i bet you would be able to communicate like your or or, or validate you know whatever to a lot of people by just being like, hey, check it out. I live in the United States. If I want to get a sex change, I fucking will. Stick it up your ass. I think yes. a lot of people would understand that. Yeah, I agree. But I, I've I, never I, seen it like, I've never seen anyone sort of frame it that way. No, they're still going with the very 1980s, uh, I was born this way sort of rhetoric, which is like, to someone like me that like, I want you to have actual full body autonomy and all the rights therein. So, for me, that does it's totally irrelevant. <laughs> it's totally irrelevant if you were uh, 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 born non-binary or if you just want to be non-binary this week. Completely irrelevant to me. You have the right to do so. Same thing with any transgender shit. You have the right to do so. So, uh, yeah, I agree. If you made it about uh, sort of your your personal rights, your your most personal rights, your body, uh, I think that it would go further with a lot of, a lot of people. Uh, one would think, I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting, it's an interesting sort of perspective, but like what, what, so what else is in your notes? Just, just the fact that people are talking about turfs again, did, 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 uh, did JK Rowling do something? No, no, no. It's just Biden signed this thing. And I don't, I, I should have read all the details, but it's tiring and I don't actually care. Um, <clears throat> It'll all come out in the it'll all come out in the wash, you know. Like, if uh, recently transitioned uh, trans people destroy every uh, biological female's record in sports, uh, then it's, it's the people that are going to suffer are the individuals who might like the, the biological women who might have been available for uh, scholarships and things of that nature. And now because they are uh, not quite in the same category uh, of success, they might uh, suffer from that. But, and I feel for them if that's, if that's what happens, but I just got other concerns and most of them are making fun of libs online. True. Uh, So, so we have anything more to say on that or do you want to move on? We can move on. I got more notes. Please. Uh, so I'm building up to something, so don't jump ahead. Okay. But uh, I'm going to say that I am now Q. I'm not the Q, but I'm I'm a QAnon guy. Okay. Um, because uh, I I don't believe a word of it. I'm just I can show you, I can show you some convincing videos. Okay. I'm I'm open. Uh I'm just tired of the buy-in on corporate reality. I think it is the notion that QAnon is somehow more delusional than people that get their entire, forget news, they get in their, their entire framework for reality from corporate outlets, I think is just... I think it's further afield and it's more offensive. <laughs> you know what I mean? And if you want to believe that there's tunnels full of children being trafficked, trafficked across the United States, 
guess what? That's not true, but it's, it's about the equal, not truth that I'm seeing on fucking the corporate news, corporate websites, corporate, like, I think you're, the people are insane. They want to look down on people for having totally unfounded views. And then they buy into whatever the fucking um, legacy media is filtering down to Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the corporate, the whatever corporate bullshits, you know, the corporate media shit is it's, it's a bit more connected to reality than the Q stuff. Well, the thing is, oh yeah. I mean, you're going to do more damage in my view. If you're, if you believe this nonsense that you're getting from corporate media, you're, you are much more danger than somebody who just at home is believing that there is a, a, a child trafficking cult. Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today, and uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, I don't know. It had to define that. How are you more of a danger? Uh, because you are a engaged member of society that is going to do things like uh, vote uh, likely in a very predictable block of some type. Uh, y- you are... You are the good German in almost every respect. Uh, at least the Q person, who, again, everybody, is a lunatic. <laughs> it's a nutball. That person is so fringe as to not be a worry to very many people. And for anybody that writes us and goes, what about the day of the Capitol storm? Okay, yeah, no worries, everybody, yeah. Um, but if you don't think that the larger population being completely misguided on things of actual material importance is somehow more dangerous than a hundred thousand people who are, they're unwell for sure. I don't know what to tell you. I just don't agree. That's a whole, that's a whole thing. I I mean, I, I, I don't think the Q person is immune from being the good German. Oh, I, I don't know. At least they're pushing against government at all times, which I think is uh, being much more responsible a citizen than the fucking damn idiot who is just fucking going, yeah, Biden, man. Did you see the Bernie memes? Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> oh, this, this is a new day. What? What? <laughs> like, yo, fuck off. So uh, don't get to Bernie memes yet. We're, we're, we're building up. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> um, in other news, I went undercover with the black community this week. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, can you put on? You, you are you wearing blackface right now? I I declined to stay to say. You know, um, I I, uh, 
I, li- I consumed a lot of black talk radio this week. And here's my takeaway. There's a tiny bit of a f- friction between black men and black women. Because on the matter of Black Lives Matter, there are so many men who are skeptical or straight up think that Black Lives Matter is horseshit because black lesbians are at the top of it. That's they, a lot. They they really are suspicious of this. And it's super interesting to like, because you know how I got to go. I got to just be like, well... Uh, this is a, a little too identity for me. I'm going to get myself in trouble. Let me just be an observer. Uh, fascinating though, to see like they really, so black lives matter, the organization, not the movement. Uh, they do have some language about essentially dissolving the nuclear family and black men of a certain age seem to really not connect with this message at all and see it as essentially lesbian propaganda. So I listened to like two hours of men call into a radio show and say, uh, black lives matter are the ops. They've always been the ops. They uh, are against black men in every way they're into L it's a LGBT. They kept calling it an LGBTQ movement. That's fascinating because white people fall into two camps they either simp for Black Lives Matter or they're quiet. The only pushback that you're getting is a very small fringe that don't care about their careers. That's it. So like you're not I'm not getting this type of language from whites. So it was really interesting to go undercover, maybe blackface, maybe not, and <laughs> learn about this differing viewpoint. That is super interesting. I don't know anything. I, I literally don't. I've never. This is the first I'm hearing about all of this, especially the the black lesbian leadership. That's that's the most intriguing part to me. Oh yeah, the actual organization is two black or two black lesbian women. This, uh, wow, you're gonna have to show me some of this stuff because I, uh, as I always understood it, the like, um, the leadership was sort of like nebulous, right? That there's like local chapters versus like the national one. No, so so Black Lives Matter, the charity organization, is uh, created and overseen by these two lesbians. Uh, totally separate in most respects from the movement. The movement you could attach a million things to, but imagine, and I'm going to be as, as sensitive about this matter as possible. Imagine that What's something that you care about, Eric? Oh, man. These days. I know. I it's know. tough. It's tough. It's tough. <laughs> um, let's say that. Okay. Let, let's say that I cared about. Um, uh, 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 here's a good one. Animal rights. Okay. okay. <clears throat> now, imagine that there is an organization called Animal Rights. So if you were like if you are pressuring a corporation into giving money to animal rights, a corporation is not going to take the time to look at all the different ways that they could support the idea of animal rights. They're going to look in the phone book and say, 
Oh, here's a charity called Animal Rights. That'll do it. And that's, to a large degree, what has happened with Black Lives Matter. There is the movement, and then there is an organization. And uh, the organization, I'm going to, again, everybody, I'm going to use the literal language of exploits the fact that they share that name. It's exploits. It could be good or bad. It just means that it happens. So uh, that is, uh, and the fact that there's two lesbians at the top of it uh, makes the people that I was listening to, who were majority black men, a couple black women, very, very suspicious. Hmm. And who was the, who were the, was this, was this Ebro? No, no, no. Was he this Tommy? Take, he, was this Tommy S? He wouldn't take anything that spicy. No, no, no. The, the middle point, actually, between the complete uh, banality of the uh, hip hop radio shows in New York, which have to play it as lib as possible uh, within the confines of their audience, uh, but uh, also not the Tommy Sotomayor borderline extremism. Uh, so this was actually a, uh, the two hours of that, that I listened to were the star report. Uh, and it was eye opening. (laughs) It was really, uh, it it was a wild scene. I mean, we've, we've talked about it before. I mean, it's (sighs) the conceit of, of, of ideological, um, Sorry, not idea. The the conceit of identity politics um, is the notion that your identity places you somehow in in a in a in a block. You know what I mean? That you that all people of uh, of of certain identity are of uniform opinion, and that's not true. Obviously, as like no. as as just like plain logic would tell you. But also, like any amount of of introspection, you would like or or uh, investigation would find out. So, like, it it's it seems kind of ridiculous to me that like this isn't a larger conversation that's happening, and in being um, the 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 wide range of opinion within uh, identity groups, like. Yes. It's crazy that I still see people talking about how, you know, every 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 Trump voter is a racist loon. It's like, can can does anyone ha- want to have the conversation about how he expanded his 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 uh, his, you know, demographics in terms of of, of minority voters? Like, do we do we want to have? Is that worth investigating? Only like we, if we can use it as an opportunity to yell at black men, which is what happened at, 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 during the uh, election. Uh, so I heard a, a I, I guess that I'd heard this uh, hypothesis before, but I never thought of it as a response to Occupy. So identity politics is just by any measure not effective. Uh, it doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that it can't get small gains or that there's not something there. It's, I don't even really have an opinion on it. It's not, I think it's stupid, but whatever. But I think that you'd be lying to yourself if you 
saw it as effective. It's it, it's uh, in some respects I like it because it's a real self advocacy that that makes sense to me, but it doesn't even within intersectionality, quote unquote, it doesn't really form coalition. So like BIPOC, for example, is a manufactured coalition. It's like you, you take people that have superficial similarities, but completely different lived experiences, and you throw them under uh, uh, one sort of umbrella and, and say, yeah, we're more powerful together. And it doesn't really work. Uh, but that idea is all right. That idea of like, we got to form coalition. Right now, um, I never thought of the notion that the banking class would, because why you got to ask the question: Why is Goldman Sachs uh, black pro Black Lives Matter? And the response would be oil companies oh, because, because corporate pressure. There, there's been pressure applied to them from the public, and it's like, no, that's not true. That's nobody is going to financial institutions and saying, Hey, we don't care if you materially change your policies to help black people at all. Don't worry. Don't worry. We're not asking for anything crazy. Uh, you just have to say this. Nobody's that's never happened. Right. So like, why, why do they do this? And then it's a, it's a really, it's a question. Look, everybody, I know that this is becoming tired. But if your views fall in line with multinational corporations, some of whom have massive operating capital to rival that of nations, if you are lockstep with them, what are you doing? And so here's the hypothesis that I heard floated today. Now, the idea that identity politics is a CIA op, is that's old. But I never thought of it as a response to Occupy. So Occupy was undermined by essentially identity politics, by people coming in with very narrow agendas and breaking up a a broad coalition that could have been effective, right? And the notion that you would get people hooked on identity politics is an interesting, nefarious plot. (laughs) Like, if you want to continue to make money off of these people and not have them turn their attention to the fact that they are getting poorer while you are getting richer. You might want to get them hung up on things like, you know, uh, these narrow racial, very, very, I mean, it's most embarrassing when, when we're talking about identities that are essentially so overlapped that to parse them is really just annoying you know what i mean but uh it, it i don't know do you think that it could be that intentional on anybody's part well i think one of the it's hard to say right and, and we're dealing with a whole world of shit we don't actually know about but um i think you're right it is worth inspecting why these these corporations adopt that sort of uh you know um adopt black lives matter etc um, I think the thing that people are afraid of or afraid of the, the, the fact that these, these larger entities, that these multinationals have adopted black lives matter does not invalidate the movement of black lives matter or the mission of black lives matter or the, or the, the protests that occurred over the summer. You know what I'm saying? Like it does not invalidate those things, but it is worth inspecting like 
your true intentions and your true motives and like what you seek to gain out of the movement. Because if all you seek to gain is like <laughs> Goldman Sachs saying, yes, you know, Black Lives Matter, like that's such a, you haven't fixed anything. You have, you know what I'm saying? Well, can I ask you, if DoorDash gives uh, a half a million dollars to uh, Black Lives Matter, the organization, uh, does anybody, was anybody asking DoorDash to do that? Like corporations like Nike and Gatorade make sense. Black yeah. people are a large part of their brand. DoorDash is not that. DoorDash could have kept their head down through this whole fucking thing and probably should have because correct me if I'm wrong, but DoorDash is just another essentially apt based, uh, uh, freelancer, uh, platform, right? So you could argue that they, and I don't argue this, but if you cared to, and many people do, you could argue that it is, uh, an, they are part of the reason that you are not full-time employees of a place that you don't have benefits that that's DoorDash. Now, if somebody could explain to me how that, how DoorDash's model, uh, in that respect is supposed to be pro black, I'd be curious to hear it. If you were maybe like, like a, a staunch libertarian, you could say that, that DoorDash provides people, uh, an income. You know, you could say that the, that it provide you can build your own life, your own hours, et cetera. And maybe I believe that, but it's not what I see most often when I'm talking about uh, uh, rights concerns. I'm usually hearing about how people can't unionize. So DoorDash is, and correct me if I'm wrong, everybody. I believe it is a app based freelancer platform. Uh, it is preventing you from unionizing. Uh, same with Amazon. Uh, who, to my knowledge, called in the police the other day to break up a strike at, uh, against them, they gave $10 million to uh, Black Lives Matter, which is interesting because uh, Amazon uh, hosts all of all of the, they have the, all of the servers that so many objectionable things are, are housed on. Not me, everybody. I couldn't give a goddamn what they do with that server space, but many people do. Uh, also, uh, responsible for some of the tech that you see in, uh, spaces like, uh, uh, uh ice, right? So like it, it's, uh, the, it, the, uh, kudos to black lives matter who didn't turn down the check. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean, so, uh, Microsoft, okay. Microsoft gave, uh, money to black lives matter. Um, Airbnb, uh, Unilever, uh, that one is really weird. Uh, Bungie, the video game company, Nabisco, uh, Dropbox. That one's interesting. Uh, yeah. So I'm looking at about 20 of them. Tinder. Interesting. Um, so, uh, the point is, as we've pointed out, follow the money. There's, there's usually a reason that people do these things. And I'm not to say, like Eric just said, it doesn't mean that Black Lives Matter is bullshit. No, it doesn't. That's true. That's true. It doesn't. Well, it's... Did I lose you? Are you still there? Yeah, you were just waiting for me to throw a butt in there. And yeah, no, I was waiting for that. It didn't come. Uh, yeah, I, I throw a butt into a lot of important things, but I, I decided not to. Um, no, look, well, I think uh, I think it is true that a lot of companies 
you know, felt pressured and scared to throw a donation out there so they could be like, look, everybody, you don't have to yell at us. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> there are definitely a lot of companies that didn't have to do that and still did. Um, yeah. so, like Nike, Nike, you look bad if you don't DoorDash, nobody gives a fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. So, I mean, Nike is an interesting one because it's like, <sighs> I mean, there's there's plenty of ethics violations you could find with Nike in regards to how they fucking make their products, but like, as long as they give lives, if they give money to Black Lives Matter, uh, I guess I guess we, we can overlook that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who cares about people overseas, Eric? Right, right, right. Um, yeah, that's a low. It's uh, it's that's a whole that's a whole thing, man. I mean, th- th- like in in terms of the the movement versus the charity. Versus, you know, the people behind it versus this the corporate aspect of it. Uh, and it, it exists in a world where it's like, all we can really do is kind of speculate on these things. You know, I mean, you can follow the money. You can you can come to your own conclusions and logical ones at that. Um, but like, what do you at that point, what do you even do with that information? Because it's like, let's say hypothetically we discovered this was a CIA psyop. Does yep. anyone want to hear that? No. <laughs> so, first, especially from two white guys. Oh no, no, no. We we couldn't we couldn't break that story open. <laughs> that wouldn't that, that wouldn't be our job. That's what I'm saying. So, uh, again, it presumes a lot. So it's hard to say it exists in this this space. That's that's that's. But but whatever. I mean, this is a podcast, and we can. You know, it's our show. We can you can we can talk about whatever we want. So we can speculate as much as we want on the thing. Not for long, Eric. So is that where you, is that the transition? Is that where you're taking me next? Hit hit us. Yeah, you can expand on this one. <sighs> so um, another thing people don't really want to hear, although it is you know it is being talked about more and more. Whatever. Um, there used to be a lot of rhetoric. I guess there still is. Um, over the past year, two years, three years of the notion of these tech companies sort of, uh, quote-unquote, silencing conservative voices. And I would hear this opinion from right-wing people with monstrous YouTube uh, followings and views. And I was like, "Get it. all right, shut up. You had, like, I've, it was a very much grain of salt, this guy's whining sort of thing. Um, Suffice to say, for our listeners at home, you were thoroughly blue pilled on this topic. You you believe the media narrative that these people are just uh, gr- like uh, uh, grievance merchants, uh, grifters who are trying to clout chase on getting uh, about getting yelled at online. And I wouldn't expect you to say this, but maybe in your heart, uh, you even bought into the uh, "Hey man, the consequences of your actions isn't censoring of speech." Well, that's that that last point is fucking ridiculous. Um, no, look, this was before 2021. This was when the accounts were all active and out there and easily accessible and dominating YouTube in terms of algorithm and views. Now, where we've arrived, I think it's undeniable that people's fucking <laughs> shit's getting silenced left and right. Yes. <laughs> like... This is objective reality at this point. It's not even it's not even an arguable sort of thing, right? I mean, back then it was to me it was it was petty grievance bitching. But 
that we've arrived. You know what I mean? Like Trump, look, I think a lot of these tech companies, right? They stood their ground for a long time. They, they used sort of the first amendment as a shield of, because they don't know what to do. They don't know how to account for the popularity of these people. And especially when they're having the finger pointed at them for them being responsible for allowing this to gain in popularity, whatever. They don't know what to do because if they take them down, you've, you've, you've opened up a can of worms in terms of First Amendment rights. Yes, everybody, I know that they're private companies. We don't need to talk about that fucking obvious truth. Shut the fuck up for a minute. That, um, and that total canard also. It's, such it's a like canard. Some, of them are, some of them are bigger than countries, you fucking fools. Yes. Um, where was I? Uh, it... it, it <sighs> These tech companies don't want the responsibility of of removing people from their platform that other people find. And, and it's easy. Look, it's easy to remove a guy like Alex Jones. It's easy to remove uh, Goebbels Jr., who was an out and out Nazi. They that that's 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 an easy thing to do, and something that I think very few people will uh, advocate for. Um, however. When Facebook locks Ron Paul's page, uh-oh, what, what, what are we doing? Ron Erica. Paul is not Goebbels Jr. Ron Erica. Paul is a libertarian Republican who's been publishing a newsletter since the 70s. What are we doing? Uh, p- a perfectly harmless person, by the way. Yes. Um, also, in, in important ways... And, and not an anti-war activist, but an anti-war lawmaker. You know what I mean? So, uh, at one time, so, uh, important to uh, people. I mean, he's kind of a kook and people can have whatever the opinion they want of him, but, but just, uh, it, it, just an important voice. Like he, like in 2008, when he was really popping off, like I, I, I wasn't a Ron Paul head, but I was like, yo, I appreciate that there's a mainstream sort of voice out there that kind of breaks this fucking Democrat, Republican, liberal, conservative binary. Yo, there's like other ways to think about shit. Really important. Now, Eric, can I tell you how this, you know how, whatever the meme is like about not being able to see the future, you know, kind of how could this ever hurt me? You know? Yeah. So let me explain everybody. Let's say that you're a big advocate for Me Too. Let's say that you think that Me Too is uh, overall good, and 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 you think that there's uh, many people who can't report their. Uh, or actually, I could take it in even a. Uh, I could take it in a whistleblower direction too. But let's stick on Me Too for a second. Uh, let's say that you think that's important, and you think it's important that people have a platform to uh, air uh, their experiences. Okay. Uh, put yourself in that mind state for a second, Eric. Okay, you're there. Uh, now, because Twitter has, let's say Twitter, for example, but it could be Facebook, et cetera, if they start to delete people, the grounds on which they deleted the President of the United States uh, are... Former. Are what? Former President of the United former, States. yes, correct, correct. Not my president. <laughs> uh, they are... You, you can make an argument. I don't buy it, but you can make an argument. Now, if the thing is that we're getting rid of people who say untrue things, if that becomes the standard, 
then we are going to see a lot of lawsuits from people who have been maligned in that sphere. And they're going to say, hey, this person can't prove this about me. Hey, this person can't say this about me. Uh, I'm going to now sue Twitter for a billion dollars. And then you are going to see the crushing of that speech online. And like, okay, so uh, let's say that you don't give a fuck about me too. Let's make it something else. Um, whistleblower says something they can't prove. Uh, they, they have the evidence, quote unquote, the receipts, but it's not proof. And they, perhaps for good reason, can't go into court. You're going to see uh, whoever is whoever is being spoken out against in that have the ability to take Twitter to court. And then you're going to see that type of speech crushed on that platform. It will no longer be allowed to exist. So it's not, it's, it's not very difficult to see how we go from, Oh, well, right wingers don't tell the truth. So we got to get rid of them to wait a second. Who does tell the truth? Uh, Who can we rely on to tell the truth and who gets to make the decision on what truth is. And that's, that was at one point, the power of these outlets. Now I'm a person, I could probably search my name anytime and see somebody lying about me. And I find that really annoying. But the reason that I don't typically go to war over these things is because on pretty much, pretty much as like a free speech absolutist, I think that they, even though I do not want people lying on me, I think I have to resolve that as a personal matter in courts. I don't think that I can go to Twitter and say, you can't host this type of information. But as soon as that is allowed, people, which it will be allowed if you censor voices on their quote-unquote validity, as soon as that is allowed, you're going to see a purging of all types of speech from that platform, some of which you are going to feel strongly is should be protected speech. So this shit will roll down onto your head, I promise you. There's no question. And anyone that's, I'm sick of having this conversation because it's like, it's been said a million times and it, sh- it should just be obvious, but it's been, it's, it's been had over and over. No one is, is, is receptive. And I, and, and I've tried to like, sort of, I've tried to like extend olive branches or I've tried to make it more palatable. Look, you, you, Twitter, Facebook, et cetera, you want to make a terms of service against harassment, against out and out Nazism, against shit like that. Fine, fine. Like that, I'm not going to die on that fucking hill. But like, you can't, you, using that as the uh, Katamari Damasi uh, to roll up every, every other thing that people have problems with. It's like, Yo, eventually the ball gets big enough and rolls you up too. Have you ever played the game? It's fun. Um, Great game. Beat it. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Uh, I I don't know how to convey that to people anymore. So I've just sort of given up. Like it's people are going to, people don't really care about the specific right because it hasn't hit them yet. Yeah. But like, this is what has crushed you recently is that you realize people truly only care about themselves. Well, evidently, and it, but it's but it's just sort of beyond that. It's I, no, because it's not. They I I don't think they even care about themselves necessarily. Like I, this, eventually, like you said, the shit eventually falls on your head. So, don't you care? Don't you care that that's going to fall on your head? Don't you give a fuck? No, that would no? require that would require playing it forward, Eric. 
but because it hasn't happened yet and because they think they sit squarely in a box where everything they they think and say is is acceptable because right now maybe it is but yo as anyone of any stripe will tell you when you reach a certain age your ideas tend to fall out of vogue with the younger crowd and the younger crowd typically louder uh may not agree with you in the future. Maybe they're further right. Maybe they, there's a whole generation of sort of right-wing people that, that come about. And now young Richard Nixon runs for president, and now he controls the rights to your speech because they've been handed over. Uh, you, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you. You don't care. People don't care about other people's rights or their own. So you, you fuck around and find out. Uh, now you're on my shit where you get what you deserve. <laughs> well, I, I, that's what, like, I, I've, many intelligent people <laughs> have tried to explain this. You know, look, I'm, I'm, you don't have to take it from me. I'm not, I'm not the smartest guy in the room, and I'm by myself right now. So it's, <laughs> you know, uh, there's plenty to, to, to read and there's plenty to hear. There's, you know, the ACLU, this is like their whole, the whole foundation of their, 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 their existence that they've existed for like, I don't know, what, like a hundred years. Let's, let's feel safe. Um, you know, you're, they choose not to hear it because Nazis. All right. Okay. You get what you deserve. <laughs> it's like, it's whatever, man. It's just, and I've talked about this last time. The, the exasperating thing to me is like, this is, this is like a fundamental, like at the core almost of, of liberal values. And Let's it's, say, and it's, I know it's it, obvious it, and I, go on for our listeners. I'm just going to, and I think our listeners are convinced we're probably beating them up with shit that they already know, but just imagine that I am a whistleblower, uh, at a pipeline company and I cannot prove without exposing myself to real harm that these documents are for real. The future that you seem to want would silence me. Do you think that's good? Yes or no? <laughs> that's, that's the simple question. Do you think that's good? Yes or no? I don't. So yeah. Uh, can I, I'd like to finish on my, on my notes. Yeah, keep going. Because you know what? You have to find something that we disagree on because people are getting mad that we agree too much. And I think it's because all we talk about is like freedom of speech shit. Yeah. Um, what about the fact that I'm going to go onto the roof of our building and uh, suicide by shotgun? Because if I have to look at another unfunny Bernie meme, it's over for me. I yeah, can't I'm function anymore. You're not going to find disagreement here. I mean, it's it wasn't even it wasn't even funny at all in, at all. Even in the beginning, like sometimes memes are funny, and then they get run into the dirt, and then you move on. That's like the lifespan of a meme. But this one wasn't even this one wasn't even funny in the beginning, and then was run into the dirt like an hour later. Yeah, I I also legit don't understand it. Like he he's dressed like a guy from Vermont. That's uh, I I don't get it. I'm from upstate New York, so this didn't impact me at all. Like it didn't make sense to me. I didn't find any humor. In it. I couldn't find anything ironic in it. I couldn't find anything cute in it. I was just like, oh, that's a guy from Vermont, right? Sure. Like what? What's he supposed to be wearing? Like a fucking purple pinstripe suit? You know what I mean? Like what do we think Bernie looks like? Maybe like are we? Maybe we're exposing our our autism this week because like I'm looking at it right now. What? It's just him sitting there. 
Yeah. Is that, it, is, okay. So yes, thank you. We're not. <laughs> so Eric, you asked me a question about somebody like, like I forget who it was. It was some larger behavior. And I just responded with hysteria because that's my answer for everybody right now. Oh no, they're just hysterics. They're just acting hysterically. Now, is it fair to say that the unfunny Bernie meme is kind of maybe lib steam, like letting off steam, just joking with the boys and there's no jokes came. So it's just, you got to make one. Is it the mittens? Eric, don't try too hard, man. (laughs) It's not, it's just not a fucking funny meme. Uh, Is it the, is it the chair? Eric, I think here's what it is. Is it the coat? He's dressed like a dude in Queens during the winter. Yes. You saw somebody wearing that exact outfit, didn't you? There's no doubt. So he's dressed like a dude at Queen in, in Queens who, uh, let's say he drives a Corolla. He uh, parks outside the uh, uh, grocery store. He is a rep uh, for the fruit company that they sell the tomatoes and the cucumbers and the onions. He doesn't have anything to bring in. He's just get going directly from his car into the place uh, that's him. Okay. You've seen a trillion of that man in your life. There's nothing entertaining about that man at all. Bernie is funny. I like Bernie. Fine. Funny, but not everything Bernie does is funny. No, you know, <laughs> and th- this is just, they, what they did was they saw a guy dressed like a guy in Queens or a guy in Rensselaer, New York and said, that's not what a politician is supposed to look like. But oh, is that what it, is that the joke? I think that's the joke. I, well, his body language is part of the joke because he's just he looks like he's not um, impressed or engaged. Oh, and well, then I find him more relatable than ever. Yeah, but also, he's seen how many inaugurations I'd be shocked if he was impressed or engaged or, or, or felt if, if Bernie's heart rate raised at all during this event, I would be fucking shocked. (laughs) There's no part of this that moved him. He's seen a bunch of these, you know, you know what's something I haven't seen Bernie say a thing on, which is not to say he hasn't said anything on it, but I haven't, I haven't seen anything uh, from him about Trump getting removed from Twitter. Where are you, Bernie? You know what I bet? I bet he has the same view as us and is feeling very out of vogue with his constituency. Oh, yeah, probably. Uh, I mean, almost <laughs> certainly. He, he just doesn't want to get yelled at. He's like, let me just, let's get through the winter. <laughs> I, th- I think he, I think he, oh, man. I hope that's the case anyway. Because I've seen, so there's other, there's other, you know, it's blue pill doesn't even begin to describe these people but people like robert reich and sort of uh you know um as about as far as establishment american left you can get i follow dudes like that and they've been disappointing me on the uh they've been disappointing me on the on the on the on the tech sort of censorship thing big time um because i thought they were old enough to kind of understand that it's bad um but bernie i i have not been disappointed by bernie no, I mean, uh, look, uh, Bernie is a career politician. In in that comes uh, some. Y- you're obviously compromised in ways that would make an outsider uncomfortable. 
But, you know, here's the way I look at it. And this extends to Biden, too, who I consider a complete lizard, is everybody in the sound of my voice makes decisions at their job to keep their job. They go along with things that they're not 100% comfortable with. They uh, uh, get uh, outvoted on things that they think uh, are important. And they still want an income. Very few people walk away from jobs until they have a better opportunity. So these career politicians, I think they're dirt, but I don't think they're particularly abnormal as far as human beings go. Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> Bernie Bernie can't stop, man. He 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 still tweets like he's running for something. Uh yeah, well, in his mind he still is. He's very old. Yeah, I guess so. Um you know, I don't know. What what uh Bernie meme, not funny. What else you got? Uh that's the end of my notes. Oh, that's it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Where do we disagree? Um where do we disagree? You think Q is is real, right? Yeah, now I'm a total Q guy. You know, I'm I'm gonna we're gonna talk off the air. I have some I I, I have some. Uh... So it sounds like we don't disagree. <laughs> no, no, we definitely do. Um, no, I was gonna say that I have some uh, I have some things that I want to show you. Well, I'd be interested to get your opinion. Okay. Because listen, I'm not a child. I've watched Q videos. I've watched uh, Pizzagate videos. I don't believe either of those things, but I've watched them because I'm curious. It's good of you to admit. Now you got to go to the gulag. <laughs> Bit shoot. That's where you find all the real, the real news. It is. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's funny that there's, there's people out there that think if you like, <laughs> if you merely engage with the thing that somehow makes you, you're, you're doing, you're doing, you're doing wrong thing. I mean, people are, Look, there's just like a whole ecosystem of unwell people out there. There's people that believe all types, all types of things that people won't push back on because they don't want to get yelled at, but are perfectly nonsense. You know, they're just utter ridiculous nonsense, but people believe them. A lot of people just don't want to get yelled at. That's it. That's what it is. And I'm, I'm among them. Yeah. Uh, so do, do, did you, did you happen to see, um, did you, did you, uh, engage at all with, uh, Trump's, we're going to go back to Trump because we need him to live. Um, his pardons. Yeah. I was disappointed that he went with the rapper route and not, uh, m- maybe some of the whistleblowers. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So, so the theory behind, apparently he was going to, um, he, apparently he was going to go ho- like buck wild. He was going to issue like protective pardons, which I didn't know were a thing to like his whole family to himself. To, he was going to pardon Assange. He was going to pardon Snowden. He was going to, he was ready to go absolute ape shit. But what jammed him up supposedly is, uh, the fact that his impeachment trial will be judged mostly by the Republicans in the Senate. um, he couldn't afford to piss them off, which is why he did not do go go the buck wild route. He's a pussy, which sucks, man. Imagine being Edward Snowden. Thinking he will never have the ch- he will never have the chance at, at he's living the rest of his life in in shit in fucking dog shit Russia. 
Yeah. So one of those, um, one of the Weinstein brothers is, uh, or Weinstein brothers rather, um, it, it, it was saying the other day that the only way we're getting out of this is if we pardon, uh, if he, if he was, his plan was impeach Trump, then, uh, pardon Trump, then pardon, uh, all of the, uh, Capitol building protesters and pardon all of the protesters who were arrested at black lives matter and Antifa, uh, uh events over the summer, pardon them all and start at zero. Is that our position? I think there's some wisdom to it. Okay. I, I don't know if it's my position, but I think there's some wisdom to it. Okay. Um, do you know who Dr. Uh, Salomon E. Megan is? Hmm. Um, no. Is it like Dr. Sebi? <laughs> sort of. So um, Dr. Megan... Uh, is an eye doctor who ran a series of clinics in Florida that fraudulently told Medicare patients that they had eye diseases and then performed medically unnecessary tested procedures, falsely billing the federal government for at least $42 million, according to prosecutors. Um, his remaining prison sentence was commuted by big, by big Don. Do you, know who, do you know what else Dr. Megan does? No, tell me. Yeah, a major Democratic donor. Does that not prove... That this is all kayfabe. Oh, I didn't need that as proof. <laughs> but yes, it is all kayfabe. Trump pardoned a major Democratic donor. What do we think about that? I mean, no surprise. Trump was a major Democratic donor. <laughs> Yo. Oh, my God. The world is wrestling. The world is wrestling. Yeah. And nobody should believe this nonsense. Oh my God! But 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 uh, Trump bad though. Oh yeah, Trump bad. Trump bad. Fascist hate hate them. Hate, hate organization. Proud boy. <laughs> Yo. Oh my God! I I don't know who. Imagine being like a Q head, like a Trump is here to free us from the shackles of 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 the pedo state. The, the pedovore state, the, the, um, you know, the, the demons, the lizard demons that, that run the world and make my life impossibly hard. A Trump is the, is the, is the, uh, biblical, uh, rebirth of, of our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. And he is here to free us from these, the shackles of the oppressive, uh, evil cabal of Democrats. And then mm. he pardons a mega donor. No shock. <laughs> what do you mean? He's 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 Jesus. He's supposed to save us. No shock. What do you? Uh, I mean, yo. What are the what are the, the Q people? Right. This is a this is like a cult. You're speaking I, I, to I, me now, huh? You're speaking to me now. Yeah, I'm asking you. Uh, well, as a Q guy, as <laughs> as an avowed Qist. Yeah. Um, I would say, uh, is it a cult? Yeah, you could call it a cult. I think, I think few people would have, uh, a hard time with that characterization. Cult of sick dudes. 
where <laughs> where do they go? What do they do? Um, I don't know. It. I really think that uh, these tech platforms are going out of their way to confirm the the worldview further and marginalize these people more. Uh, create an actual actual uh sort of white ter- white homegrown terror of the type that we're pretending exists now i think will will probably exist in some form soon as a result of these measures but for the most part i think most of them are going to go on to like you know uh is, is, is sort of uh be annoying in other ways. It's just an annoying personality type. I, I think that like when we talked about that, whatever that was TIV or one, whatever that new personality type that, that they're speculating exists, it's not new, but that they've just identified. I think that these are just internet things to a degree and pretty much they're going to be with us forever. There's always going to be the person that's uh, kind of like outrage thrilled and just wants to cancel somebody. And there's always going to be somebody that, is totally credulous and believes every fucking stupid conspiracy that comes down the pike. But by the way, nobody really believes these things. I'm going to go on record with this. Nobody believes these things. If you believed them, if you believe that there was, I mean, some people do, there's like probably like 55 people in the United States that fully believe this with all their heart and are willing to die for it. But if you believed that there was tunnels of trafficked children, you would do something about that. You you might storm the Capitol building. You might. So those are those are good people. <laughs> that won't get us into any trouble. Well, here's my point. If you it, it, look, if you in your heart believe that this that that is the situation, that, and for the record, everybody, it might be. For so, if you believe that that was the situation, then it would only be responsible of you to try to stop it, right? Uh, stop what? Like, stop people... Oh, 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 I see what you're saying. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, so, look, I'm not justifying anybody storming anything. I'm just saying that it's not difficult to understand. It's like, it's a bit like uh, with uh, uh, pro-life people. If you're, like, staunchly pro-life and you and people say, why do they got to be harassing people outside of abortion clinics or the women's health clinics and shit like that? I mean, look, that person in all of their heart believes that you're killing a child right now. So yes, it is not irrational for them to be there. You can argue whether or not it is a rational view that, that, that they believe, but if they believe it, it is rational to try to stop you. You know what I mean? So same thing here. Like, it is a, a justifiable position with the understanding that it's true, but there is no understanding that it's true universally. It's just, you know, but it's, well, I, I think so, it should be very, I think it's, it, no, I, I think it, it takes a very little, it's a very easy um, thought exercise to put yourself in, in the position of those. But all you have to do is just say, say Trump won the election and presume that he actually stole it. Right. Um, yes. I'd be I'd I'd be storming the Capitol with you, you there know. You um, very easy to presume and 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 a duty. The- it is now 2024, and the choice is up to you. Do you listen to good podcasts, or do you listen to bad ones? Well, we've got a suggestion for you. 
How about you listen to a good podcast for the first time in your miserable life? I can think of one. Overnight Drive. Going strong. 11 years now. The podcast about nothing. Your favorite podcast's favorite podcast. Do you enjoy nothing? <laughs> so do we. Why don't you come over and check it out and stop listening to other podcasts. Thank you. I think the, the issue is that people believe in this nonsense and it's not to say, it's, this is not, that's very easy for me to say, and I'm not saying it to condescend to these people or to call them stupid idiots or to, you know, to make fun of them or to There's call good them crazy. There's good people on both sides, Eric. Huh? Good people on both sides. Look, it's, it's just to say that <laughs> there's a lot of people willing to lay their life, their life down for this, this very, uh, will be the right word. It, it's ridiculous sort of conspiracy conspiracy theory that they saw on BitChute. Um and 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 these are people that you know I, I believe two of the people that perished at the Capitol that ran into guns and died were former o- Obama voters. Yeah. Like so that's, that's the hysteria, Eric. No 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 but it, it, no it is 100 percent the hysteria. My point is that <sighs> you should be able to perhaps see yourself in some of these people. Maybe no, no, (laughs) they're they're deplorable. They're, they're crazy. I can agree. I, you'll, you'll find very little pushback from me in that they're crazy, that they have been cultified somehow by this stuff. Um, I've seen no such Q uh, content that I would characterize as convincing in any in any fucking way. So, uh, and I've looked. Trust me. Um, I think that we should. It should be a sobering sort of pause. That oh shit, like this is real in that there's a lot of people that believe this stuff. They're not necessarily uh, stupid. Maybe they are, but like these are people that these are someone who knows how to fly a, 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 an Air Force jet. Uh, you know, I, is, is this, again... I feel like a lot of times when we talk about stuff on this show, we do what we do is we look into it, right? We explore it. We dissect it. We look at the many angles of things, whether it's this, whether it's black lives matter, whether it's, whether it's uh, Trump, whether it's tech censorship, et cetera, et cetera. Does anyone feel compelled to do that with anything anymore? Like, don't you want to know and learn about the thing and see it from from a from a three dimensional point of view? Like, don't you think that would edify and and help you understand the reality that you live in? 
or do you not just want to be like they're crazy? Oh no, I just want to shout them down and I think that once that they're off of uh, all the tech platforms, they'll cease to exist. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of what I'm getting. I mean, I just kind of get that the world's doesn't seem interested in thinking. No. <laughs> like across the board. Certainly not trying to understand people who actually may be unwell. Yeah. Yep. Uh, shall I close out this episode with a couple uh, especially dedicated rub map readings? Please. So a listener asked about, and this is, this can be a bit, everybody ask us about your region. <clears throat> uh, here's some in Montana. Okay. And I don't like to get these places in trouble, so I'm not going to say which the name of the spot, but uh, <clears throat> here's the review. I am a regular client at this place. This is a good parlor that is discreet. I like that I can get some pussy here for the same price. They don't ever change things around for me, so it's a sure thing every time. Candy is the older lady with big tits that I enjoy fucking. She isn't the best looking lady, but she does give some really good head and she has a nice pussy. I like that she doesn't charge her, change her rates or try to upsell me either. She's always in a good mood, ready for action. Her massage is not too bad. She is really strong, so she can really rub out any areas that might hurt. The blowjob is really incredible, but it is the pounding that I absolutely love. Candy can really get into it and she goes wild when she is bent over. I hammered away until I had to finish. This is a great way to spend some money. See, these are the people that that are really living. You know what I mean? I thought that I thought that was almost lyrical. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked it. Candy is the older lady with big tits that I enjoy fucking. Um, all right, here's another one about candy. Let's see. Been coming here for quite some time now, and candy is always a sweetheart with me. I get a good massage. It was very soft and relaxing and very sensual. She uses her fingertips to tease my back. I grab her ass and tell her she's got me excited and and tell her now she's got to take care of it. I flip over and we kiss and she strokes me as I rub her clit over her yoga pants. There is something about rubbing her girl that really turns me on. Eric, can we pause there for a second? Sure. There is something about rubbing a girl that really turns me on. Yes, you're engaged in a sexual act. Yeah. Yes. yes. Something about intercourse really, really, yeah, really gets me hot. Me. She slides the, the condom over my cock with her mouth and works it up slowly up and down. She knows just the right pressure to get you hard, but not blowing your top. I tell her to lay back and spread her legs as I teased her clit some more with my cock head and then pushed it in. I swear for as many times as I have fucked her, she still feels tight. By the way, what I'm learning about this place is that candy is very popular locally. Uh, I suck on her tits and she moans as I work her faster and harder. Then I have her roll over so I can smack her ass as I do her in, in doggy style. It was just what I needed to let the stress of the day go. She cleans me up and tells me to come see her more often and I will feel better about myself. <laughs> she might be right. Okay. So th- this is, I'm reading these from a relatively small city. It is a city technically, but it's a relatively small city. And, uh, you can you can you say where where are we? We're in Montana. And Bozeman? No, it's bigger than Bozeman. Eh, it's Billings. I'll just I'll, I'll let you in on it. It's Billings. Billings. So it's totally conceivable that these men know each other. This oh, is yeah. a type, this is a type of locker room reality that I don't really ha- like. 
Eric, you were never a bro. I was never a bro. So we never really had that experience of being like, you, bro, you fucked her? That's sick. I fucked her too. Oh, it was hot though, right? Right? Like we never did that, I'd, I assume. Is that true? Mm. You were a fat incel. So here's the deal. We, we never did that. <laughs> we never did that. And so, but maybe that's a thing. Maybe the, like, cause these dudes are all writing about the same, they all fucked the same girls. And I, I mean, I get that these are not their wives, but it's anyway. All right. Not sure why this is another review. Not sure why, but I've always thought that candy was a sexy name. The sound of it just turns me on. I wanted a young girl, but candy was actually in her forties. Of course, she was pretty hot, especially for someone her age. I was anxious to get things started after paying the house fee. I laid down on the table contemplating some things. I recently had a bad breakup with my girlfriend. Of course, I miss her, but I've been on a wild binge of pussy, whether it's hookers, strippers, providers, or random girls at bars. I was ass naked, and she didn't put the towel over. This meant things were off to a good start. I was glad to get some early roaming. The skin on her thighs is soft and smooth, especially in the ass. She must use a lot of lotion. <laughs> <laughs> These dudes are children, man. I don't know. Look, everybody that's like, you know, I see it all the time. Like, oh my God. So, like the, the age difference here is disgusting. And they're talking about like a 20 year old woman and like a fucking 30 year old guy. And I'm always like, I'm reading a 40 year old man's account that sounds like it's from a 12 year old. <laughs> There's the idea that we relate these things so closely, like age and intelligence. This guy, listen to this. The skin on her thighs is soft and smooth, especially in the ass. She must use a lot of lotion. What? You're telling me this guy can't date a 19 year old. He should be. Uh, this is insane. Like, yo, this is like, these men, I mean, granted, maybe they're products of like a, not a good school system. I don't know much about billions, but um, I like that she kept in close contact during the massage. At one point, she w- I was able to reach for her pussies, her pussy. Panties dropped down a little bit, and I, what is this? What does this stand for? Hold on. Uh, oh, FOV. Can you guess what that is? Uh, I don't think I can. Finger outside vagina. Yeah, I knew the V was vagina. I couldn't get the first part. That's a good guess. Uh, Working just the clit and the lips. Things got wild on the flip. I wasn't looking for a girlfriend experience, just a really fun fuck. Candy is experienced enough to let me plow my way into her missionary. She moaned and acted like it was the best thing ever. I don't mind the acting. Adds to the experience. We laid side by side and I banged her from behind for a while. It's an underrated position. This guy is having sex for this guy is he is eleven. This this, this dude is shouldn't be having sex with anybody. He's he's developmentally delayed. He's in the body of a forty year old man, but he has the mind of a child. This then she got like on it. top. This milf rode me like a rodeo champ. And then while I was still inside of her, she spun around and did it in reverse. I could no longer take it, and I came into the condom in that position. I liked how tightened up her ass looked and she was freaking wild. I was tired after all the action, but there was still that nagging feeling in the back of my mind about my ex. Don't get me wrong. Candy was amazing. She could tell there was something up, but I told her I was just tired because of how fun it was. She gave me a kiss on the cheek after I paid. Looks like I'll be seeing this girl again, or maybe I should get back with my ex. (laughs) This guy, this guy cried. 
Hold on. This is is, there, is there any doubt that this guy cried while he was receiving top? See, I thought so, but here's how he finishes. Nah, JK, fuck my ex and her stupid dog. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, you just brought it. You never mentioned a dog. <laughs> I mean, like, there's no payoff. That's not like a payoff to a story. It's just weird. That's very weird. But but I, I like it, though. That That's a great that's a great uh, epilogue. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, these the people, yeah, the people of Billings know how to write. I'm yeah, no, I like that this this so this should definitely be a thing. People people hit us with your region and and we're gonna read rub map. This should just be the whole podcast. I get yeah, so I much joy out of this. The first hour and a half of every time we record torture. Torture. I just want to die. And yeah, this torture. is this is like a light in my life. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let me let me see what else I can do for you. It's the same same business. Uh let's see. Uh but now it's Angela. A- Angela was uh pretty popular for a while. She got to play some really good reviews. Uh, let's see if there's any that are kind of lyrical. <clears throat> um, mm. I can't believe I'm, I'm, I'm pissed that they're like blacked out of, uh, Washington DC. Yeah, it's weird. Listen to this, everybody. We're getting into sort of racial territory. So just bear with us. This isn't my words. Uh, nothing better after a hard day of work to spend your hard earned money on some hoes. Ha ha ha. <laughs> I've got a very nice girl called Jenny. She is Asian, but she ain't flat. So I'll take it any day. <laughs> she starts massaging me, but it ain't a great thing. So I touch her nice caboose. She was like, nah, man, wait until I'm done. And we can talk business. Damn. I had to go through the damn thing done. Finally, I flip and I let her have a go at my big Mac. She grabs it. <laughs> she grabs it both hands and shakes it like a macaron, like a maraca. She was fast, but it ain't, but I ain't no fast shooter. So I lasted more than she wanted me to. And when I finally came, I made sure to paint her hands white, made her and got the hell out. <laughs> oh my yo, god, I love yo, this guy. Out I just, it, on the relative darkness scale, how dark is that guy? <laughs> I couldn't say. Hmm. I, like, I love him though. I do. I mean, I do like him despite the fact that he, he might be a serial rapist. He's, he's a little dark. You um, think? Well, just like the, like, yeah, she was trying to go fast, but I wasn't letting it happen. And I definitely waited and I busted all over her hands. Like, it's just a little too, like, like, uh, I think he sees women as competition, not uh cooperative, not a cooperative party. Well, I, th- I, th- I mean, I think it's evident we could across the board, paint these people with uh in the same way that he painted her hands um we could paint these people as as low emotional intelligence yeah probably you know what i'm saying like it's uh we're not these are not these are not the uh the professors and the and the the um the the mensa this is not the the mensa people aren't writing these reviews i don't think no i agree with that but maybe this one seems pretty smart I should have taken a blue pill before I got here. LOL. She might have to jack me off multiple times. Uh, it doesn't help you last longer, but if you want you, that you pop two, which might be given in the future, might be given good pill a chance. So I don't know if this guy is really even a native English speaker. Uh, she is very attractive Korean, babe. Fuck. She's in like her thirties, man. I don't know who gets to fuck her, but they're lucky, man. She <laughs> pleased me during the massage and was very playful. 
When she got close to the table, we were holding hands and I felt like a giggly fat boy wanting some <laughs> chocolate cake right in front of him. Her bra came off on the flip and she reveals her perfectly perky tits. Love natural B cups. Those chocolate nipples got all got me all riled up. June keeps my cock in her tight in her hands. Slow and steady wins the race. And near the end of the hour, she brings me to a fantastic release while I groped her hard. I think I'll see this babe again. Want to fuck her so badly, but maybe she's just a hand job queen. Yeah, well, these. Oh, is it? Is it still going? No, but do, do I leave a comment being like, "Hey, buddy, I don't know if you saw, but all these other guys fucked her." Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate that these guys are so, especially this week. We we have such visual uh, writers. Yeah, I agree. You know, like really good use of like. Uh, adjectives and and um and and uh just descriptory language it's i it's these guys are this is untapped talent they're imaginative you think these are truckers yeah i was gonna say truckers the the guy before talking about his big mac i thought might have been from like staten island or something I'm going to read this one, but I don't know if it's funny or intelligent or anything. It's just written in a psychotic Kevin Spacey and seven style, like block text. So I'm just going to go. Okay. Go. Welcomed me at the door, insisting upon wearing a mask upon entry. But once we got into the room, mask wearing was up to the client, despite being naked and asked to wear a mask was pretty ridiculous, but I complied during the massage upon entering the career. The Korean in charge said the massage was 60 bucks, so I forked over a $100 bill, and she put it on the table, tried to bargain for a hand job, but she told me to take care of me after the massage, and we could talk it then. I had, I had hoped for someone younger, but the other on-premises working was a large woman, and I couldn't imagine having to pay for that. Uh, never entered my mind, but I did see another man walk in a li- bit later and matched up with her. Uh, that was his partner for the day. She was lively, wanting to talk all through the massage saying how she was in Billings for two weeks now and really hated it, not because we had snowstorm earlier in the week and she is not pleased. Told me she flew in. So this is how I see Kevin Spacey in seven writing. Told me she flew in during stints in California and Chicago before getting dropped off in Billings as she continued to do a pretty decent massage. On the flip, she took me in her hands and asked if I wanted a massage too. I said no, but I really wanted a bareback blowjob. After a couple of juvenile attempts at hand jobs, she climbed on top and continued to massage at this time, teasing me, te- teasing, nipping on me, unfortunately, dry lips w- and mouth. Yeah, right. So she asked to stand when the massage was done with some 30 or 40 minutes and flat out asked what I wanted. I told her I wanted a bareback blowjob, doggy, maybe cowgirl. And she asked how much money I had left to tip her. And before things got heavy, I told her no more than another hundred. When she gives, when gives her 200 for season here's 60 for the massage 40 and the extra hundred she balked at first then said okay and she laid me back yo this guy i like because this this dude is either like methed to the gills because the way that i'm reading this is the way that he wrote this just so we're clear it's it's block text that is indented on the wrong side so <clears throat> Uh, she offered her pussy up for fingering, but was totally dry and felt like she had some skin tags up and down her pussy. Seriously. So I passed and I played with her tits after nearly 10 minutes of getting my bareback blowjob. She jumped back on the table and sat on my cock legs forward, rocking and moaning. It seemed like she was about to get off. Then abruptly jumps off 
and had me get into uh, doggy style, figuring I would take this opportunity to finish, but I was wrong again. After pumping her for less than five minutes, she got off, got on the floor, took me back in her mouth and sucked me until I came. She then said she would give me a table shower to get nice and clean and relaxed before leaving. Left much to the imagination, and I should have stuck with my first impulse and gone to VIP. At least they have a stable of younger girls and more vibrant hosts. Suppose I got my money's worth. Got in 1 p.m., got out at 2.45, but I will not be going there back. There has to be better. Good luck to you. Wow. What do we well, think of that guy? Scary. Yeah. It, 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 the way that I was reading that was an exaggeration. Not an exaggeration at all. Um, hold on. I'm going to try to find more. I'm going to try to find VIP now because this guy spoke fondly of it, and then we can end on that. Let's see. Um. I don't say, oh, reported as non-erotic. <laughs> you can get reported for that? Oh, yeah. If you're not, we talked about this. If you're non-erotic, they, they like. Oh, people, oh, oh, okay. As in yeah. the, 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 as in the establishment. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought uh, someone's review got removed because it wasn't sexy enough. You know, some, you know, Billings, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the houses and, or the, uh, parlors in Billings. They are fucking bleak, man. <laughs> this is a bleak energy. Um, okay. I feel like Billings, Montana would be nice. Uh, it doesn't look nice. No, it, at least not in the massage parlor district. Um, let's say. I mean, Montana is a nice, nice state. I don't think that's true, Eric. No. What no, was your, like, we, so we did, we did a Patreon episode a while ago, which was, uh, we went through the entirety of the United States and we gave our opinion on, on them. And I don't remember where you landed with, uh, with Billings or with Montana. Um, let's see. I want more like, like casual racism where you say thing where they say things like Asian, but eyes were big enough for me. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> just totally weird racist shit. That's more fun. Let's see. This guy's talking about the tug and how it got a real craving out of him. Okay. Um, Is Montana shitty? Yeah, I think it's just a flat shithole. What, did you think it was a... uh, Were you under the impression it was nice? Yeah, it's in like the nice part of the country. Why would you say that? (laughs) I feel like Montana's nice. What? 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 Nicer Uh, than, than, say, like a North Dakota. Uh, I mean, look, they're both fine if you've got a truck and, uh, you know, you don't, if you're doing something you don't want people to hear, I guess it's fine. You know what? I'm I'm looking at pictures of, of Billings right now. It doesn't look that nice. Well, it's, um, I mean, definitely worse places in the world, but. Well, this is kind of interesting. It looks like Candy went from one massage parlor to the other. She gets around. She likes to stay busy. She's a working woman. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going through the Google. So if you go to Google Maps, uh, people will upload photos of their. Uh, you can upload photos of a place. And this person just uploaded a photo of a bunch of geese. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> It looks like it was taken with like an iPhone 4. Okay, this one's sort of depressing. Mickey is not afraid of kissing me during sex. I'm very passionate and I can't help but kiss the w- woman I'm fucking, even if it's just a masseuse. But most girls turn me down. 
Mickey isn't one of them. This time, everything went as planned. We skipped the massage and just played with each other's bodies. I touched her ass and her small tits. She touched my cock and my ass, too. A few kisses, and then it was time for oral. For both of us. I licked her pussy, then she went down on me, sucking my wrapped cock. Felt good, man. I still... Fuck. Wow. Fuck. Felt good, man. I stopped Mickey since I really wanted to spend some time fucking her, even though the blowjob was good. We started in missionary because I said I really love kissing her during the sex, and missionary is the best position for that. But we switched to doggy style, and not kissing her wasn't the end of the world. It was an amazing session, thanks to Mickey. That one kind of made me really sad, man. <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh, wait. Wait. I think I might have a deranged person talking about candy. Are you ready? Yes. The girl that I got that day certainly knew who Big Daddy was. <laughs> this girl took it all. She was nasty in the best possible way. I didn't think the house fee was over the top, so I paid the lady that showed me to the room. First thing I noticed was her face was a little serious, like she was taking me in and deciding whether or not she could let me play. I couldn't blame her. I was I was freakishly tall, and I'm sure she was worried about me ripping her open. She had a reason to worry, all right. I got on the table, and she started with a really quick and simple massage. I don't think she was too concerned in providing pain relief or anything like that. I think she knew I wanted to get the ball rolling. I insinuated I wanted to go all the way with condom full service and condom blowjob. Blow she just responded with the amount I had to hand over. It wasn't a bad trade-off, so I accepted. I'm glad I did. After she placed the rubber on me, she went to bobbing her head up and down. I swear she could probably suck the chrome off a of Harley. She couldn't quite fit all my junk in her mouth, but that was okay. I'm used to that. <laughs> This is real, by the way, everybody. <laughs> I'm not making this up. I'm not clever. You know what I mean? This is, this is real. I tapped her gently on her head and told her it was time for some punishment. I fingered her a little bit just to check to see if she was wet enough, and, and she was. I got, on, I got her on all fours and grabbed her by the tits and stuck myself right inside of her. She let out a scream and tried to pull away slightly. I just held on to her and told her to relax. This is getting dark. I went to town on her a little. I yeah. went to town. <laughs> I went to town on her little box and boy, did it feel good. All you could hear is her moans and screams, but it didn't last long. Getting darker. It, <laughs> I was done in a minute probably, but I know she felt the fuck out of that minute. She looked like she was going to take a nap after that. I left feeling like a boss. She had such a nice twat. I'm coming back in a couple of days for round two. Do we have to call the cops? I think that, yeah, I think this is one of those, I think we're uh, like uh, ther uh, uh, teachers in middle school. We're, we're obligated. We, ha we have to call the police if we read something like that. I think we do. I, I feel, I, I don't know. It's, it's, I feel, feel awkward now. You know what? Uh, we'll clip it from the episode. <laughs> that doesn't seem responsible. Yeah, well. I'm going to read. So now I just clicked on this guy's profile, the guy that wrote, wrote that. And now I'm going to read more from him. Are you, are you re brace yourself? Okay, let's go. Last one. Absolutely. will repeat very comfortable. And the service is awesome. Highly recommended, especially for first timers. Seemed like it was just what I was looking for. been looking to check off Asian girls on my list and do it in a relaxed, chill environment. That's exactly what I got. So this, this is, Oh, this is all the way back to 2014. So this dude was just getting in the game. Cool. Uh, okay. So we should really compare. Let's check his evolution. He was just getting in the game at this time. And we'll see if he sounds like a psychotic rapist like he does later in his reviews. 
cool place. You get a room to yourself. There is a mattress on the floor and a lamp on the nightstand. It can be adjusted to a moderate uh, to be moderately to almost completely dark based on comfort level. The tiny petite Asian comes in and gives you her name and probes as to how much you know about the place. I told her that I had not been there. However, I was referred to a friend. My friend was the internet. I let her me, I let her give me a massage for a few minutes. She's wearing a little dress with cotton panties on. Once she flipped me over, I started playing with her tiny ass, and it was on. She asked what I wanted. Of course, I said full service. She started with a kind of blowjob, which was very good. She had to hold her breath to take me down her throat like a pro. I have never seen such a spinner before. Okay, so he started dark. This was yeah. the tiny. This was the tiniest girl I've ever had. So when she, so when she, hold on. <clears throat> So when she put me in her for reverse cowgirl, I wanted to pop instantly. She slammed herself into me yelling, fuck me, fuck me harder. I did. They, that's not true. I did, but it didn't take much more than that to make me pop. She wanted to go doggy, but I was done. She wanted to go doggy. Okay, bro. She tried to get me off again, but I was good for the night. having already been with my girl earlier in the day. <laughs> she got the hot towel and the session was over. Uh, only complaint was I don't like hairy pussies. Mm. And that so, was 2014. That was 2014. And then another from 2014. Uh, oh no. So, okay, okay. Hold on. Let me go back. That was his second time. Okay. okay. Uh, and then his first time I'm glancing at right now. Uh, and he's talking about making the provider his wife because he had such a good time. Uh, but he goes from that to his review that we just read. Then the review that was pretty fucking dark. And now I'm going to, re- uh, no, wait, he gets around billings, man. Uh, Oh no. Okay. Sorry. So we're skipping one. Um, let me read this one. What's his most recent? You want to see just how dark he? You want to see his evolution? You want this is like SVU. I want yeah, I want the evolution. Okay, let's see. This is from last or 2019. So I've been here a couple times, and let me tell you, I don't come here for the massage. I love white chicks. (laughs) I thought that Ruby was very attractive. I put her tip on the stand, and when she comes in and starts sucking my cock hard, she did the condom trick with her mouth. I would move her head, make her suck the way I wanted. I reached up her dress and worked her ass. Her thong comes off so I can rub the front of her pussy. She moans as I work the click, her wetness getting on my fingers as I insert my huge cock. She was dripping down there. She puts her legs around me. Her pussy was so tight my dick wouldn't go out like we were two horny dogs trapped. I kissed her tits and sucked on her nipples. Pounded her in some doggies. She rode me with some skill, bouncing up and down. I held onto her tits and groping her hard. She moved like a wave hitting the sand, trusting her hips with rhythm. I blow into the condom, and when I get in, get into her canine, and <clears throat> I blow into the condom, and when I get her into uh, doggy style and give her that last deep thrust, she cleaned up the mess at uh, on the end, took her tip, and got out with a and I got out with a bottle of water. Money well spent. Ruby always knows how to get me to unload. I will always come back. Wow. Shout out to Ruby. And a guy with an Elmo avatar rep- replied, that's a great review. 
<laughs> oh man, I love these people. I love them. Um, they, <laughs> these are these are this is the voting public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Everybody, this is this is the Biden block. What do we think about this guy's uh, Twitter profile where he he uh, <laughs> he like reply tweets to AOC <laughs> things like like fuck you like you're incompetent and then also to like dominatrixes being like absolute beauty. Yeah, I mean that's typical. That's every man online. This is uh, this is this is again. This is the voting public. Everybody, hit us with hit us with your town, and we will read reviews from your town. Yes, and- please uh, hit us with that. Uh, get at us on Twitter at WP Timeline. Hit us on Patreon, patreon.com slash worst possible timeline. Um, on our Twitter is a pinned tweet of a rub maps review that we want you, the listener, to read. Um, send us your recording of you reading it. Um, you can do that. And if you have access to either myself or Patrick, you can just, you can do it that way. Or you can hit, um, the, uh, worst possible timeline, uh, email address, which is worst possible timeline at gmail.com. Send it there. And, uh, next week we will, uh, debut the winner and that winner will receive a $50 gift card to Dave and Buster's, um, so every that should be incentive enough for everybody to to get involved and uh and and send your best read uh possible. Um twitch.tv slash worst possible timeline. We're gonna do more on that. 205-509-9785. You can uh call us and leave a message. Um what else? You got anything else? No, I, I've got no uh no appearances at uh, smoothies or or, or shakalakas or anything like that. I'm not uh, um, I'm not touring at the moment. What's happening? And tell me, give me a real quick. What's happening in LA? Um, give me a moment, and I'll let you know what's going on on the Citizen app. You I mean, missed I'm, the I, I, you, you missed the uh, seven people shot, one killed. Um, let's where see. was that? That was last week. Uh. In our neighborhood, room consumed by fire. <laughs> okay. Report right. of man armed with gun. That was very close. Um, car crash, ruptured fire hydrant, home break in, uh, shots fired, uh, report of man threatening with fork. Uh, <laughs> let's see. These are my people. I have to come home. Purse snatched. Uh, trash fire. Yeah. Will, will returning to LA cure my depression report of dispute involving knife near seven 11 report. Yeah, of man that, that sounds in, typical anywhere. Hold on. This is some real Clintonite shit report of man in pink beanie armed with knife. <laughs> the, the Biden celebrations have gotten out of hand. Exactly. All right, everybody be good. We'll catch you next time.